0: Hello and welcome back to Sense and Spirituality. My name is Sheila McGregor and I am so happy that you have joined me again today. Here we are exactly one month before we celebrate our Lord's birth. What will this month look like, we wonder? What will Christmas look like this year? Every day we turn on our television set or listen to the radio or read the newspaper and every day it is the same more cases of COVID-19 are sprouting up and more and more of our communities are moving into some form of lockdown. Well, the holidays are definitely going to be different this year. The traditional Christmas concerts and festive parties have been cancelled. Christmas Eve will be online or on TV. We will not be able to gather together to sing all our favourite Christmas carols. Family dinners around the Christmas table will be much smaller or may be cancelled altogether. No cheery handshakes or warm hugs to wish folks a happy Christmas. While this Christmas will be a far cry from those we have known, maybe it will also come closer to that first Christmas as Mary and Joseph made their way to Bethlehem. A newly betrothed couple, they were forced to leave their home and family in order to register for a census in a town far away. Mary was nine months pregnant, in no condition to travel anywhere when they finally reached their destination after a dangerous and arduous journey, there was no place to stay. Mary gave birth in a stable, probably a cave that was used for housing animals. It was the dreariest and loneliest of times. How Mary must have longed for the comfort of home and family, how she must have missed her mother and girlfriends who could have been so helpful to this new, frightened young mother, only a teenager, in a hostile and unforgiving environment. Yet it was in the midst of this place of fear and poverty and loneliness that Mary gave birth to the one who was to become the hope of the world. Amid the restrictions of the Roman Empire which ruled their homeland with an iron fist, Amid the demands imposed by the census, Mary gave birth to the greatest love our world has ever known. I wonder, friends, if Mary and Joseph could find joy in the midst of such frightening circumstances, can we also not find joy in our own challenging circumstances? If the restrictions imposed upon them could yield so much goodness at such a crucial time in their young lives, should we not also consider how we can use the restrictions imposed on us by COVID-19 to produce something good and lovely? Patrick O'Malley is an up-and-coming young writer who thinks we need to learn to see the restrictions we face in life in a more positive light. He says, we tend to think of restrictions as something bad because they take stuff away from us, our freedom, our choices, and our options. But what would happen, he asks, if we just flipped the perception of this upside down? As an example, O'Malley asks you to imagine that you are a writer Instead of being given a choice about what you would like to write, you have been asked to write a story with the following restrictions. The characters have to be children, the weather is raining, and the story is based under the sea. As O'Malley notes, you may write a very good story or one that you think leaves a lot to be desired. But the point, he says, is that these restrictions have led you to be creative in a new way. Moreover, you are giving birth to something new. O'Malley provides other examples of how people create something new and lovely when their resources have been greatly reduced. A person knitting a sweater with the two colors of wool they never use might create a garment with quite an intricate design. A talented chef, if restricted to only three ingredients, might prepare a meal they have never made before. I often remember my mother-in-law talking about growing up in World War II England. With all the various restrictions during wartime, her mother had to be very creative, very innovative when preparing meals from limited ingredients. For example, instead of using butter on toast, they often just used the fat that was left over from the bit of bacon they may have fried for another meal. Even in Canada, many items were restricted, but people got creative and made the best of things. My mother and her three sisters used to paint a line up the back of their legs to make it look like they were wearing nylon stockings. You see, nylon was produced from chemicals vital to the war effort. It was needed for parachutes, to make rope stronger, and to supplement rubber entire production. There is no question that we are all missing the way life was in the past, when we could travel to far off places or even visit family in other provinces. If we cannot travel in person, however, perhaps we can get creative and fulfill our dreams in other ways. For example, years ago, my friend Jillian very much wanted to travel to Italy, but she had a very young family at the time and her income was understandably restricted. So she went to the library and borrowed all kinds of travel books on Italy. She borrowed movies that were set in Italy. She also borrowed books on Italian cookery, and she spent much of the next month making her family simple but delicious Italian dinners, playing Italian music while she cooked and baked. She read novels set in Italy, and she even took out some Italian language CDs so that she could learn to speak Italian. All this she found at her local library and in the nearby grocery store. She had a wonderful holiday without ever leaving the comfort of her own home. While we may be feeling sad and disappointed that Christmas during this season of COVID-19 will be very different from other years, but perhaps, like my friend Gillian, we can get creative too. Perhaps there are new ways we can enjoy Christmas this year. Perhaps even amid our feelings of sadness and disappointment, we can create something new and beautiful. If you recall Mary's great hymn of joy, which she sang when the angel told her that she was about to bear God's child, You will recall that her joyous song did not happen in a place of great comfort and happiness. It happened in a place of deep fear and loneliness. Her world had suddenly become very constricted. No more would this young, teenaged girl be able to romp through the fields and play with her friends with the carefree abandon of youth. Her childhood was over, and suddenly she was thrust into the world of adulthood. And yet, even though her opportunities had suddenly grown limited, her ability to sing joyfully did not leave her, but inspired her to go on and create the most beautiful gift of all. Today, friends, I invite you to consider how you too can create something new and lovely in this holy season that we are about to enter, and even in the face of future restrictions. As you reflect on Mary's gift to the world, consider how you also are being invited to birth something new and lovely in a time of growing restrictions. Perhaps there is a friend or neighbor who needs to hear your voice on the phone, inquiring how they are. Maybe there is a child who would love to hear a bedtime story via Zoom. There are letters that need to be written for Amnesty International. Maybe God is inviting you to offer prayers on behalf of those who are sick or lonely or grieving. Be assured, dear friends, that this time of expectant and holy waiting, this season during which we await the birth of the Christ child, is beckoning us to create something new and lovely too. So take some time to ask. What is God asking of you in this time of worry and increased restrictions? How is God calling you to birth something new? In this season of Advent. Next week, we will visit others in the Christmas story who also faced a difficult and challenging time. In the meanwhile, may God's angels bless and guide you on your way. See you next Wednesday.